Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, here we are, Tuesday, April 26th, day two of the exploratory search into running for mayor of Lincoln. Folks, a lot of texts, a lot of emails, a lot of uh, people from all different walks of life uh, asking me about that yesterday. Uh, Remember, exploratory is uh, what you do, and I've been learning this uh, through all of the political interviews I've been doing over the last year, as well as getting involved and digging into um, local politics. Uh, It's what you do to figure these things out if you have time, especially um, if you're not a career politician. And that I am not, so we're on day two of exploratory, if you will. Uh, For those of you that are a little worried, um, yes, I'll still be on the air. I'm just exploring it. A lot of stuff today. Going to have uh, head volleyball coach for the University of Nebraska, John Cook, on tomorrow. Looking forward to that as they wrapped up their spring season. And he and I both have a love of aviation and and really Top Gun going back to San Diego, California, where John is from. And uh, so we might talk about that in the upcoming movie as well as volleyball and whatever else. Thursday, uh, Charles W. Herbster will be on with David Bossy, who was Trump's 2016 deputy campaign manager. I suspect, you know, there's a buildup from the Herbster uh, camp, if you will, to this rally um, the following day with actual former President Donald Trump coming to Nebraska. Anytime a president comes to Nebraska, it's a it's a big deal. Other than that, we'll break down some stories, uh, talk about a, a, a lot of different issues. I will um, open the call lines. Why? Because whatever Wednesday is going to be taken by John Cook. So I always like to flex on that. And so we just call it Talkative Tuesday. Um, so I'm curious, Lincoln, what's on your mind uh, in the county? I know, unfortunately, uh, there was a really deadly accident out at 70th and Revere Lane had actually some people I know that uh, were traveling around there and 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 there was a fatality and that's always sad. I, I guess I would say this, you know, one of the things I've realized is I don't know if the data and I suspect if it keeps going on, I'll look at the data because that's usually where we go for things, even though data can be manipulated. When I moved away, um, 1998, and came back, I, I will say this, Lincoln. I feel, feel like we don't drive well here. It seems that every day I see some type of accident. And first of all, as I've said before, no matter what corner of the city you live in, it's about 17 minutes to get anywhere you want to go, taking whatever route you want to take. Um, if you're outside the county or outside the city and you come in, if you're going you know, from a certain sector, I mean, it may even be quicker. My point is, um, you know, we owe it to each other to be defensive, safe drivers. And I know that we're, you know, cell phones is a big issue. Um, 
speed sometimes. You know, I've done a lot on the show talking about police presence and our numbers. And so certainly given our circumstances inside the city, we don't always have a lot of police officers on traffic patrol, so to speak. Um, Not like a city of our size should have. And therefore, we all know how it is. You tend to get a little heavy footed. You know, you stop a little close behind people. I'm just imploring all of us to try to drive a little more defensively and better because your life's not worth it, nor is anyone else. And it just seems to me since I've moved back that we have a lot of traffic accidents, not always fatalities, but just fender benders. And maybe I'm wrong there, but I think in a area essentially of 300,000 people to, to, to see them every day, um, or as frequent, frequently as we do, um, we got to get better. We got to get better. That's something we can control. Not to mention, I mean, there are so many places in the city, and I should probably go to city council and talk about one around my neighborhood where there's a bike lane and, you know, it crosses the street. Well, in order to pull out and actually see traffic, you, you have to enter, you know, the bike lane, even if there was the big giant crosswalks that denoted which is what I would like to have put there. You would stop short of the crosswalk and you couldn't see anything to turn left or right. So you'd still have to creep up into that area, right? And then you could look left, you could look right. Well, unfortunately, you know, we have one of those great bike paths, which I'm a big fan of, um, but it's kind of on a hill. So the bikers are doing their thing. And oftentimes as a driver, you know, you're pulling forward thinking of traffic, right? Because there's no signs like watch for bikers. And even if there was, your natural instinct is to pull forward and look for that first potential car that could peg you. Um, and in doing that, oftentimes you're looking left and there's bicyclists coming from the right. And, you you know, you get all those dirty looks and it's 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 nobody's bad, so to speak. Um But just be careful out there, especially we're getting to the new good weather and all of that. Well, it's about that time where Johnny's going to say, you didn't introduce yourself. That's right. I am Jack Riggins. I am the host of Drive Time Lincoln. And Johnny Cadillac is producing the show. This time I was keeping it to myself. And I said, if we get to that two minutes before the (laughs) You were giving me the stink eye. Then I was going to. But no, I I trusted you this time. Oh, you're giving me the stink eye. <laughs> Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400 is open. Text line's open. I, If you do text in, as you know, I always respond. I, I will either get it on air or I will respond to you before I leave the studio. I very much enjoy the interaction and uh, and think that's what it's about. Again, uh, John Cook will be on tomorrow. Um, so today is the replacement for whatever Wednesday. Charles W. Herbster and David Bossie, uh, former deputy campaign manager for Trump's 2016 campaign, will be in. You know, I suspect uh, if we go national right now, one of the things <laughs> that you've heard me talk about I don't know here in Lincoln and Lancaster County, you know, what the visibility is, but it's this Elon Musk buying of Twitter. Twitter being essentially the biggest social media platform. 
um, that most people use in America, not only the world, you know, only so many characters, um, clearly became a point of contention when they started censoring certain personalities um, and content um, that absolutely, I think, by all accounts, appeared to be conservative content, if not conservative personalities. And that started kind of a big war, and different uh, social media sites have gone up. I know that I'm on True Social recently. Why? Because, uh, again, Twitter censors. And Elon Musk has... You know, as the world's richest man, and yes, I say, you know, a South African American um, or an African American, an immigrant of all things is my point there, has talked at length about free societies, Western democracies and republics, and the need for healthy free speech and debate, civil. Of course. And as he analyzed all this Twitter stuff, he finally said, you know what? I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Uh, this is by no means by anybody in a business a smart financial move for him. Um, although most of the things he's gotten behind, he turns into financial success. But he has said, I'm doing it so that we have free speech. His rationale Twitter has become the new public square or the new place that mass amounts of people go to talk about different items, issues, have fun, meet people. Um, But in fact, as you all know, it has become a platform that a lot of Americans use to push their business, to push their ideas. Um, And literally, we cannot exist with censorship. Censorship is a very socialistic, communistic thing, dictator type thing. Whether it comes from a government and, of course, the argument, yes, it's a private company and they can do what they want. I do understand that. Well, at the same time, a private uh, company can also be bought in a capitalistic society at a premium and change its direction. So for me, I was trying to tell my kids, I think. You know, in the bad way that my generation, all of us will remember 9-11, certain people remember um, Pearl Harbor, maybe the Challenger explosion. To me, I will remember this because an American, an immigrant American with a lot of money, put his money where his mouth was for free speech. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about doing that. Now, he has to come through on that. And I fully expect he will, given his motivations. But I think it's a historic last couple of 48 hours, if you've been following it, and something that's good for America. All right, let's get the callers. Uh, I've got Howdy on line one. How you doing, Howdy? Howdy, Mayor Jack. <laughs> Exploratory. I'm just the radio host. <laughs> oh, I'm always pushing you radio host on Be on a mayor. <laughs> What's going on, Howdy? I would be on your committee, no sweat. You get vote right away. Yeah, on the on the Twitter thing, I I don't bother to go on that junky thing. But this is great to watch the libs have a freaking meltdown on this. It, just listen to idiots like Brian Stelter. 
Who wants to go to a party where there's no rules and everybody's free to do what they want? I do. That'd be a great party. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it has caught some. It has it has caught some libs in a really in a juxtaposition, meaning um, things they've said in the past, things that are on record, even major news networks, and now their counter arguments to this. And all I can say is, it reminds me of some of the pictures we saw when Donald Trump won the election. I mean, there were people in shock when, in fact, this is our system, folks. I mean, anybody can run yeah. for office. You know, you have an idea you have a dream you you go get it um and all of a sudden elon musk has essentially called the cards on everybody that doesn't believe in the constitution of the united states he said throw your cards down yeah they just say and we're gonna have free speech anybody can come on say what they want but the libs are saying well that's fascism you can't do that because you have to have rules and you have to have the truth well they're pravda truth and that's the way it is. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny, right? I mean, it's no coincidence <laughs> yeah. that, you know, as the this two-week lead-up is happening, you see power brokers, I mean, the power brokers, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama come out, you know, about <laughs> cleaning up disinformation. All of a sudden, oh you know, God, this term Russian that was <laughs> only in military circles five years ago is now, you know, if it's not... Um, you know, an agenda people want, then it's disinformation, you know, or you're yeah. a racist or you're a hateful person. When in fact, I just have a different opinion. Hey, Howdy, I appreciate the call. Thanks for uh, listening. Yeah, they're, they're the fascists. All right. Just look up the terms and see what they do. Take care. All right. I've got quite a few texts I got to get to, and I want to get to these callers. Uh, Doug, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hello. Hi, Doug. How are you? Welcome to Drive Time oh, Lincoln. Good, good. I had a bad connection. Hey, I'm, uh, well, oh, the Chinese aren't. I don't think the Chinese have got us yet, but we gotta we've got to keep yeah. them at bay. How eerily similar it is that Dylan's uh, campaigning like Joe Biden did. What is the fix in already, or what? What's the deal with him not attending any of the debates like last night on Fox? Uh, how does that work? Well, I I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, I'd say ordinarily it wouldn't work. I mean, it it starts to stink pretty bad. I don't think he's done any of them. And uh, you had Pillen and Teresa, or you had uh, Herbster, Teresa, and uh, Brett on there. And uh, I thought they did a great job with questions, and it was very informative. And and Mr. Jimmy, fumble recovery guy, he wouldn't know where to be seen. Well, you know, I will say this. I've been asked a couple of times live on the show uh, about it. Um, and, and I've said, and I'll say it again. Yeah, I believe that candidates, especially for governor in a state the size of ours, um, should be out there debating, should be out at these events where the other candidates are. Um, that's what I believe. Now, having said that, clearly all these campaigns, there is strategy. There is campaign strategy and somewhere in the pill and camp, you know, they have used and are using the strategy that says, hey, these would not be good for whatever reason, not for me to judge, for your right. campaign. And he announced, I mean, it's been a while now um, that he wouldn't be doing these debates and didn't feel that, you know, they really got much out as far as each individual right. candidate. Um, so at least they've been honest about it. But, yeah, I do find it very strange. Do you th- have anything else, Doug? Yeah, quickly, uh, about the, I drive a truck every day through Lincoln, and you really, I, I think on one hand, I could cop, count the number of times I see 
Lincoln police cars. We're talking from O Street clear through Eagle. And people, uh, I mean, they drive, if it's 40 mile an hour, they usually drive about 70. I'd like to see the legislature enact something to where they could use some of the fine money, enforce traffic laws. It's similar to not enforcing immigration laws. Yeah. Enforce existing laws and put that money into hiring police and equipment so they could do their job. Thanks for the call, Doug. i got to get to a break, but good thoughts. Uh, 1,499 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're having a talkative Tuesday here. We've got the call lines open, uh, 402-479-1400. And the text line's got quite a bit I'm going through. We've got some callers on hold. Let's see if we can squeeze Richard in here uh, during this break. Richard, how you doing? Hey, Commander. Uh, I want to comment on that uh, unfortunate fatality accident on 70th Street. and. Uh, I, I think there are some things that need to be looked at. First of all, it was an almost, I guess it was a head-on crash, and those are the worst. Sure. Um, the second thing is the fatality person was not wearing a seatbelt. And I would hope that people have gotten the lesson that we need to snap those seatbelts. Um, it's interesting that statistically, Many, or if not most, of the traffic accidents happen within four or five blocks from home. And so even on those short trips, we need to snap those belts and uh, and improve our chances of surviving. Uh, and I, I thought that it was interesting that at least those details have emerged already concerning the accident. And... Uh, I I certainly would hope that the message is out there. Hey, you know, buckle up and live. Yeah, you bet. Appreciate the call. Uh, Richard's right. I, you know, I think back often how my kids jump into the car now and they automatically put on the seatbelt and how, um, again, kid growing up in the 70s and 80s, um, that wasn't always the case. And everybody knows. I mean, we just didn't do it. Um, you've got to buckle up, folks. Buckle up gives you the best chance. And it's just so easy. Take that time. Good habits, good outcomes, no doubt about it. Very sad thing to lose somebody to a traffic accident. Drive safe out there. 1,499 3K line. We will be back. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1,499 3KLIN. All right, back on a talkative Tuesday here, April 26th. Rick Stein Recognition Hotline 402-479-1400. And the text line's open. Uh, I've got a few texts I'm going to go over. And of course, Brian's waiting on the call line. We'll get to you here in a second, Brian. You know, uh, yeah, listen, folks, I've covered this before. Um, there's really no, no need to beat a dead horse, but it's always good to bring up. Um, we are short police officers for a city our size. Our ratios are not even close to what uh, contemporaries have or the FBI's uh, recommendations. And so, therefore, traffic has been pulled, if you will, or reassigned to other things. And so we don't see as many officers out. That's not saying we're not doing it. We just don't see as many officers out on patrol, which it, in and of itself is a deterrence. And therefore... Um, folks, uh, you know, 
it's human nature for a lot of people. They tend to speed. They tend to kind of, you know, not be reminded because we get busy just like some people forget to put on their seatbelt while we're a billion times better as a society at putting on our seatbelts. You know, uh, young people these days, it's just what they do. But a lot of us, that was not a thing. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, we're imploring, as I always do, you know, let's let's drive defensively and let's put on our seatbelts and let's be safe. Um, you know, and if, if we don't have enough police officers that are able to cover those zones, uh, well, that's okay. We can take care of ourselves in this one. They're, they're working higher crime issues and, and more severe stuff. Um, but I agree with that. I mean, that's just a sense I've gotten over the years. Again, I talked a little bit about this uh, deal with uh, Twitter and Elon Musk, and I think it's a really big, almost uh, watershed event for free speech in America. It's sad that it takes a billionaire, the richest man in the world, to champion something that's right in our Constitution. Um, that's probably something the government should protect, in all honesty. Uh, but that's big news, and uh, you're already seeing people that have been banned from Twitter getting back on Twitter, and you're seeing people leave Twitter. It's kind of the new, you know, if so-and-so is elected, I'm leaving the country. Of course, they never do. Uh, the other national story that it, it's not really a story, it is, but it, it fascinates me is this Johnny Depp, Amber Heard uh, trial going on. Uh, it's just funny to watch. Um, Johnny Depp is, you know, they're both actors, but... Um, it's funny to watch, meaning it's not funny what happened, but the way, you know, the lawyers are working what they do and then, you know, the defendant and the accused. Yeah, it's just, it is pure comedy. It's as good as some of Johnny Depp's movies, if you will. Um, so if you want a nice little giggle, uh, look at that. Um, Terry asked me on the, on the um, text line, and I think it's a great question. He says he doesn't get to listen every day, but um, he said, have you had a liberal Democrat political candidate or incumbent want to be on your show yet? And then he said, if not, why do you think that is? Um, so if we go back to the early parts of the show, and obviously I've opened up uh, candidates, and I think everybody knows they're all welcome. And if a candidate is running for office, um, I'm letting them talk to the people. I feel that that's a fair thing to do. I'm not, you know espousing during their time on my show uh, my thoughts or my counters to maybe their belief. I'm letting them talk to the people because I want the people to get educated on the candidates and I want the people to also get motivated to vote because that's a big part of our freedom. So, yes, in that when we had a normal election, um, there were several Democratic candidates for uh, city council that came on. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, I mean, city council, if you will, um, I'm not, school board, yes, school board as well, I'm going back, I'm thinking it's been a while, um, but after that, and obviously as we've got going, um, right now I think everybody in the state knows that the uh, conservative primary, you know, has been packed with candidates, and so... I suspect, and the offer will still be there as we get through the conservative primary, that any and all candidates in the various races statewide in the city are more than welcome to come on the show. And there is tons, tons now of data from way back a year ago to having candidates that don't believe in the same thing as me and how their hour or 30 minutes goes on the show. 
and now also more candidates, obviously right now more conservative um, because of this primary. And I'm going to honor that. Why? Because I said I would. And I believe in values and things better than my personal opinion, meaning I realize this platform can reach a lot of people in Lincoln and Lancaster County, and it's a way for a candidate to use it to tell them who you are, they are, excuse me, and to potentially, you know, if they come back on or they want to take questions, you can ask questions, and um, and they can tell you their beliefs and platform. I think that's supersedes who I am as a person or even them. That's just how America needs to be. We need to get the candidates out more so that the um, civilians or the public can make good decisions now um so we're clear on that now if not why do you think that is well as the show has gone on and while i have said multiple times in my military service i would really uh, view myself as an independent with a lot of conservative leanings um since then um i have went out and registered as a republican and i think that you know, in my honest takes and opinions on what I, sh- you know, on the news that we cover and then my opinion on that news. Uh, yes, it's it's way more conservative than it's not. Um, although I've never turned anybody off who calls in. I take all callers. I will continue to whether you believe the same things I do or not. Um, I have invited uh, groups that maybe most people would say aren't very conservative on and they haven't come on. But I think the point is, is that the brand of this show is very conservatively. My God, we are a Fox affiliate. So there you go. And I think right now people tend to band you in one category or another. I know what category I am. I'm an American. I believe in what's doing best for all people. I believe in balance in our politics. I happen to be more conservative. And I think in today's political climate, even here in Lincoln, Nebraska, people just wall up and say, oh, we can't talk to that guy. And I've made some hard takes on people in office. I mean, they're public people. They need to be held accountable by us, you know, the citizens. Um, And that's probably why. Although Natalie Weiss was on, great talk about, uh, you know, the fairness ordinance and and LGBTQIA rights, and she's going to come on next week. To be honest with you, I love talking with Natalie. I miss talking because that is a different viewpoint on things that's just as valid as mine. And so I hope in the future, Terry, and great question, by the way, that we are able to get there. Because if we can't get to civil discourse, even when we're fired up or I have a hard opinion, we're not going to do a lot of good for everyone, and that's what I want. So um, there you go. All right, let's go to Brian, who's been waiting a long time. Brian, appreciate you waiting. What do you got about 2,000 mules? Well, in a moment, the first commander, I wanted to thank you for taking calls, and I will talk to my friends on Facebook, some of those running for office, and tell them, you know, a lot of the local hosts, they either are like an insult comic dealing with a heckler, and there's someone who differs with them, or they just don't take many calls at all. So I hope you don't run for mayor because then I have to replace you with someone who, uh, you know, might not take calls. Well, it's yeah. just exploratory right now. But uh, real quickly, uh, a couple fact checks. I was wondering if you knew about uh, the Dinesh, uh, Dinesh D'Souza movie, mm-hmm. 2000 Mules, not Mules, uh, that the tracking of people wasn't through GPS. It was pinging of uh, their cell phones off of cell towers. Correct. You can't really tell if they were actually at a Dropbox 
or just in the area of the drop box. And also, it's legal in Wisconsin to pick up ballots and drop them off at a drop box. It was in 2020. They don't say that in the movie. Uh, but uh, as far as Zuckerbucks, that's sort of like the idea of uh, poor areas. Sometimes people have to stand in long lines. So it's mm-hmm. them money so they can afford to open more polling places. Now, I don't know about drop boxes if they were in past elections, but they probably would have been here in this election, even if they weren't getting a grant to help pay for them. Sure, sure. Yeah, good points. Uh, stay on the line, if you will. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you and I have had some talks. It's kind of funny you called in because I had actually written down as a potential topic Paul Manafort and Russia collusion as well as Hunter Biden laptop. Um, and when you look at this, and I've mentioned this because I find it intriguing as well as some of the technology that you have outlined, um, we used in the military before it became uh, not secret anymore. And um, I will say this. Um, I haven't seen the movie, but you are correct. They've used cell phone records off of towers, and there is what we call in the military a fidelity to that, meaning I believe your United States military, I can't confirm or deny, has really good fidelity on, we'll call it that, grid coordinate. Um, Nonetheless, um, I don't know because I haven't seen the movie what fidelity, but you are correct that there are different levels of how exact – that data is um and then of yes, course and, uh, and of course he hang on he uses uh, video and and some others and obviously calls it 2000 mules um and there's you know they spent a million dollars you know the associated press had said that in their investigation there was only 475 potential instances of cheating for me this is not a there was mass cheating in the election and donald trump should be the winner for me it's not that for me it's all about just election integrity in general. And back to kind of you and I's argument with Manafort, Biden, and thoughts like that. I also do believe that, of course, 2000 Mules is a little bit of a political game. Whenever the movie comes out and firing people up and a lot of these mass political things, yeah, I'm going to report on them, but I'm also going to say, hey, we have to get educated. What I want is... Trust in the elections and election integrity, you know, everywhere. This is a small piece of one person's investigation into it. Well, the thing is the difference between real things and things that aren't real. And it is real that grants were given to urban areas, and that does increase the vote with more Democrats voting. That's what you have in the urban areas. I mean, even the uh, spaces between small towns is more conservative than you got in the small towns. So, yeah, it does change the vote a bit, doing that, making it easier for people there to vote. What I object to is the things that aren't real at all, like, you know, the tabulation company in Omaha using CrowdStrike, which they don't, and CrowdStrike framing poor innocent Vladimir Putin, which they didn't. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge uh, entity even here in Nebraska that has done the analysis and, and does believe they use CrowdStrike. And what I think on some of these things, to your point of grants, getting people out to vote, is, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Other than we just need to make sure the systems in place are uh, secure. And I think most people want that. I think that a lot of this 2020, excuse me, yeah, 2020 election stuff has gotten very politicized. And I just hope that the elected leaders, as we go forward, will make sure that we're doing the right thing. Yes, I want every American to vote, but I also want to make sure it's all secure. And so 2000 Mules to me um, has 
pieces that are very interesting uh, based on cell phone and video, but there's a slant to it. I, I think anybody that doesn't say there isn't is wrong. Well, they extrapolate numbers, which are based on things which, uh, you know, the numbers really can't believe. They say an, an unbelievably huge amount of the vote was done this way. And, uh, you know, they go through millions of hours of video to find the few people dropping off the you know, ballots. And it was legal to do that in Wisconsin. So, in some places, yeah. Appreciate the call, Brian. I got to get to sure, other callers. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's get to Mo. Mo, you want to talk about the Herbster article? Which one? Hey, Duke. Hey, Commander, it's Mo. I know, Mo. That's why I said, hey, Mo. Hey, Mo. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I just got done moving some hostages with that crazy news today about the Charles W. Herbster scandal again. Well, that's not going away. He's going to be on the show uh, Thursday. Don't know how much he wants to talk about that or what will be the breaking news. Uh, Remind me, I may not have seen the article. Where are we we at? The Daily Mail is the oldest British newspaper. Okay. I think it's the oldest newspaper in the world, actually. <laughs> now, we, so we've got the British newspaper, the oldest newspaper in the world, in, involved in Nebraska gubernatorial and, primary. And it was an exclusive. Oh, boy. So, well, tell me. Give me the synopsis real quick. We reported that in 2014 and 15, he was on these leaked Ashley Madison. Uh, he was on the client list. Uh, is Ashley Madison a service, for lack of a better term? Not that I would know, Commander. Not that I would yeah. know, but I am a well-traveled guy. It's a service that uh, connects, uh, well, men and women, you know? Yeah, uh, to, yeah. To pay. It's, a, it's an escort service. Sure. It's a prostitution. So well, a, they, they did, there was a big data breach, and they've got all these names, and, and Herbster's, the email address that he used to file his campaign filings was, was located in that. Well, you're giving me uh, questions, and uh, I'm sure they're going to be on all hour, and I'll look up the article. I appreciate the call, Mo. Okay, good talking to you, Commander. You have a great day. It's beautiful outside. Thanks, man. Uh, Did we got time for Jacob? Can we roll Jacob or not? Johnny says we can. Sort of. All right, we're going to roll. It's going to be a short ending. Uh, Jacob, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hi, Commander. Uh, Talking about the gubernatorial race, uh, not knowing anything about any of the candidates but watching these debates and then these allegations come up and I would think that the lady on there last night that was his former running mate I wonder how come she never got so-called molested and another thing I have a problem with is the newscast they talk about the victim they alleged they should be the alleged victim you are correct they they should say the alleged victim yeah yeah, and uh, but I but I think he's for the death penalty. Uh, he's for voter ID. Lindstrom is not for voter ID. Pellin won't show up. He has a cute commercial on television with his kids. But the thing is, if I had seven kids, I wouldn't have time to be governor. To be honest with you, <laughs> Jacob, uh, I got to get to a break. But I okay. I appreciate your call. Thank you. All right, fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN. You're getting the four one one from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right, wrapping up a talkative Tuesday. Uh, John Cook, Nebraska volleyball coach, will be on tomorrow. Uh, Charles W. Herbster and David Bossy, Trump's two thousand sixteen deputy campaign manager, will be on Thursday uh, next week. I know we already have uh, Travis Filing from District Three County Board, Deb Shore, District Three County Board, uh, Natalie Weiss is going to come on. Um, 
I am excited about that. I, Natalie, I, we got to have more conversations. And Brian, seriously, talk to Democrats, independents. All candidates are welcome on this show. I have a track record of treating everybody good so you can talk to the people. Right? We can differ on ideas, but I, it's, it's your platform as well. It's the people's platform. Uh, that'll be tomorrow. I'm sure there'll be plenty more coming out. Um, but it's been a fun day. I like the interaction. And let's keep it going, Lincoln. Lancaster County, 1499.3 KLIN, Drive Time Lincoln.